Hi, I'm Peter Cox, and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to Season 2. I hope you've enjoyed the past year of conversations from some amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year, I look forward to many more conversations, and I hope that you join me on my journey, surveying the world one story at a time. Head over to my Patreon site if you would like to support the show. You can make a donation towards the purchase and upgrading of equipment, website subscriptions, and file hosting. If you would like to join me to have a chat or you have a particular person from our industry that you would like to hear about, please send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes and in my bio on all social media sites. So if you're ready, let's go. Grab your drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. My guest today is Kelly Hassab. Kelly was born out at West Wailong and spent time growing up on the central coast of New South Wales. She began her career as a teacher, but soon ended up in the surveying faculty and graduated from Newcastle University in 1995. With 26 years of experience, Kelly has had a focus on land development. She was the co-owner of Trey Ingold Neat before a merger with Beveridge Williams, where she is now the New South Wales manager. Kelly has had a, a few firsts in her career, such as the first female board member with ACS NSW, inaugural ISNSW Young Surveyor of the Year in 2000, the first in profile for the CSN Surveyor Magazine, and also winning the CSN Consultancy of the Year in 2017. In her downtime, Kelly enjoys spending time travelling, reading, and supporting her kids with their sporting interests. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for joining me today. No worries. Thank you. Did I do all right with all that? Yeah, I think so. It made me laugh. The 2000, uh, you know, the uh, Surveyor of the Year in 2000, that brings back from memories. I was actually having my first child in hospital when they were awarding that. And Bob Harrison came on stage and accepted the uh, award on my behalf. Oh, how funny. (laughs) What, there was no cameras back then? (laughs) Oh, funny. And that would have been your first... First baby too. First baby, mm. yeah, Nick, 21 now, mm. <laughs> a while ago. I was going to say, yeah, a while ago. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So West Wylong, country girl? Yeah, only for a couple of years. Mum and Dad were both <laughs> teachers uh-huh. and uh, at that time they had to, most teachers had to do a country stint. Yeah. Um, so they, Mum grew up, well, she was born in Vega, so she was a country girl. Dad um, was born in Barella. And so mm-hmm. they met at Teachers College and then did two years at, in West Wylong is where I was born. And then they got their next posting onto the, uh, the Central Coast. So I moved back to um, Wombrel on the Central mm-hmm. Coast when I was two or three. So right. really, while I was born in West Wylong, I'm sort of probably <laughs> a coastal girl more than a so, country so, girl. Yeah, so tell me, are you very much the water or the river? Yes. Yeah, yeah water. I'm, I'm the water. I'm a Piscean too. Not that that means much, but I do know it's a fish <laughs> fish sign, so I sort of like the water. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, what was it like growing up? Would have been a small country town, but a small town back then. Yeah, 
yeah, up in the central very, coast. Yeah, very small, relaxed, mm. great place to live actually. Mm. And and that's why I probably moved back when I had children or before I had children because it was really a lovely um, area to grow up in and mm. being close to the city, but uh, to Sydney, but still um, far away enough to be able to enjoy more freedoms, which was great. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean growing up down the coast at Jervis Bay. Um, very much definitely not city running around. No, it's going not. To the beach it's quite and, free and, you know, to mm. be able to. And it's nice family time as well, like going to the beach or being part of nippers. I mean, you can do that in the city, I get, but, you know, riding your bikes around. But, I mean, that was in the 70s. That was ages ago, <laughs> so it's probably a bit different now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, although, uh, you know, uh, when I still go back down the coast, I still, you know, see the kids riding around on their bikes, you know, no parents and down the beach or doing that kind of stuff on their skateboards and stuff. So it's still probably not as relaxed as it would have been when we were growing up, but I think still more so than here. I think a lot of people now, especially with COVID and, you know, people working from home, there seems to be a real push for people, certainly the house prices have increased here oh. where I'm living at Terrigal um, because mm-hmm. of that people are wanting to enjoy that sort of coastal regional lifestyle. Um, so there's certainly been a lot of bit of a migration <laughs> from the city up, up our way, that's for sure. Especially with so many businesses running everything through the internet oh, too. That's amazing. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. no, advertising for positions now you sort of say we don't actually mind where you live (laughs) or where you sit um providing you've got the skills that we need then and you know you can teams and zoom (laughs) yourself silly um yeah so it's it's quite it's quite good Mm. it's a big change isn't it oh absolutely a few years ago that's for sure yeah um okay so going back to the start of your career you finished high school. Mm-hmm. You went to university. Yeah, straight. But away. not for not for surveying. <laughs> no, <laughs> I went. I did two years of teaching, high school uh-huh. teaching, and did two um, pracs. One at Erina High and one mm-hmm. at Gunnedah High. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then I met John Fryer <laughs> at a rugby match at Newcastle Uni, and he was really um, advocating for females, you know, mm-hmm. to be part of. Um, or to consider surveying and so he basically you know um, encouraged me to swap over um, and which I did do and my boyfriend at the time was also doing surveying so that's sort of he was Uh, playing so you knew a little bit about the surveying I knew a bit about it yeah (laughs) I did know a bit about it so yeah yeah, so that's when I started Um, I I went to uni maybe two years um, full-time and mm-hmm. then through Dave, I met Bernie DeWitt. Um, oh, yeah. And he, yeah, um, had Asquith and DeWitt. And he was a great um, champion of, um, or he employed, I think, just about every Newcastle Uni student <laughs> as a part-time, <laughs> you know, field assistant or casual. Um, yeah, yeah. And so that was great. He was really fantastic in that regard. And so I started working part-time with him and then ended up actually working full-time and going to uni part-time so I finished Mm -hmm. my degree took me five years but um I only I worked in the field for a little bit um as an assistant for maybe a couple of years but then I 
I worked more with Bernie as sort of his assistant in, um, you know, and that's where I sort of enjoyed or realised I enjoyed the subdivision Mm. and land development process um, probably more than the field. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, so that's that. So I just became his little um, assistant. And then, yeah, once I finished my degree, I then did some extra studies in environmental science and and then town planning so um but surveying you know certainly gives you that full understanding of of the the land and the land development process it was really really great Mm. yeah so you did uni and didn't get registered no i didn't Mm -hmm. i i then which you know sometimes i regret um but I, yeah, no, I, I actually spent more time in, in doing the environmental science um, post-grad and, mm. um, and then a, we did the certified practising planner and then a registered planner with um, PIA. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's, that was the path I took. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting the different, the, the different paths that people take when it comes to, you know, doing either... Your, your technical courses or your university courses yeah. um, and how some do have that goal of doing university and getting registered and owning their own business and doing this and doing that sort of thing, have it all planned out, whereas yeah. others do the university, registration's not for them, mm. go on and do other things. Like you said, you found the land side of it and everything mm. and, and the challenges of that. That Yeah, it was great. And I, lo- I really enjoyed the project management component and mm-hmm. dealing with clients and, um, you know, problem solving in that respect. Mm. I suppose I'm a, a people person as well. So I yep. gravitated towards um, the people. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, that I sort of enjoyed the management side of things with, with staff and um, so that was sort of my area, my forte, I think, um, mm. rather than the technical side of, of the industry. Yeah. And, it, and I guess you saw that pretty early on, that yeah. that's the focus that you wanted to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also started getting involved in the profession fairly early on as well because I liked people <laughs> and I liked <laughs> being around and learning from others I had a lot of great mentors and still have you know many mentors Mm. and through the institution and now consulting surveyors as well just learning off off colleagues and um yeah my bosses have all been fairly they've been really good very pretty important it's pretty important isn't it to to try and find uh mentors who that you can grow from that can help guide you and and yeah, and you've got and learn someone from, to bounce. Like yeah. learn the good and the bad. It's mm. not, you don't always learn good from the mentors. <laughs> like some of mine, I, I, you know, you think, oh, okay, well, that's how you do it, but maybe I might do it a little bit differently. Um, but, again, it's all just learning, um, which which I enjoy, yeah. Mm. I think I've always told the students that, you know, when you go and work for a surveyor, they're going to tell you this is how you do it because that's how they learnt how to do it and that's how they've always do it, done it. Mm. And you'll find that if you go and work for someone else, they're going to give you a completely different way of doing things and yeah. it's a matter of finding what's Your right. Your own way. Yeah, mm. that's right. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Definitely. So you were 
what you ended up being a co-owner of a business. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, so I was with Bernie and Mike Taylor with Asquith and DeWitt at Charlestown, Newcastle, for probably I think maybe 10 years all up. And okay. um, and then at the time I, I was married um, and my husband got a job in Sydney and I still wanted to work in Newcastle. So basically we bought a house halfway on the coast, <laughs> which was good because I was sort of going back home. This is before we had children. Mm. Um and so I ended up commuting, I continued to commute for a number of years. And anyhow, it just got a bit too much. And I knew people at Tin, Trey in Goldneat. Mm-hmm. And um, so I ended up moving, leaving Asquith and DeWitt and joining Tin. And I was probably, I can't remember how long I was there for before I then purchased some shares in the company. So oh, I was, okay. I, yeah, I was, um, I think it was about 2007. I became a director. So one of um, yep. the partners then sold the business uh, or so I'm sorry, sold his shares um, mm-hmm. to me. And so I was, yeah, it was a baptism of fire. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but big something step. I, big step. Yeah. 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 Um, it was a big sort of chart. I had, you know, a number of personal changes in my life. And I, at the time, and I had a, you know, a four-year-old and a mm-hmm. eight-year-old. And um, they're I still thought, quite demanding at that age. Very, very demanding. <laughs> so what do you do? You just buy into a business. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but anyhow, it was fantastic. Great, great yeah. um, supportive partners mm-hmm. uh, in Michael Neat and Robert Polson and, and Peter Ingold was, was the outgoing um, um, partner. And they've always been great supporters of me, you know, as a single working mum. um has been uh, you know really really great and you know talking about hybrid working conditions I was doing that in 2007 pre-COVID and I think a lot of mums are probably doing that you know a lot longer before Mm. what we're all doing that Mm -hmm. now having to balance things and but having that support was really great and the flexibility so um you know I, I just um just made it work yeah so yeah I was there for probably I was a director maybe for 12 years or so and then we were approached by Beveridge Williams um, Mm. which was uh, yeah probably yeah I mean it was great I was very attracted to the company because um, really similar values we were um, yeah even though it's a large large corporation really isn't it yeah um, having the same um, sort of I won't say small company but but family-run company values yeah, and, and with the scale that they are, and the number of people, um, was really quite outstanding. I thought, mm. um, and so that helped us make the right decision. It was also timely because Michael wanted to retire, and oh, Rob okay. and I were um, wanting to stay on. And um, anyhow, we just saw this as a great opportunity to be able to leverage and, you know, take the company to the next level. Mm. Um, which we sort of struggled a little bit, you know, doing that on, on your own. Um, so, um, I mean, we, at one point we had 50 staff at 10. Oh, wow. There are a number okay. of contractors. But then yep. after the GFC, um, we sort of reduced the numbers. It's, at one point we might have had about 24, um, but the sweet spot for 10 was about 17. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was good learning to run a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and um yeah was it a little bit of baptism of fire going into yeah i went in with rose-colored glasses (laughs) (laughs) i still i still wear rose-colored glasses maybe um i'm yeah i'm always that's not a bad thing no 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 but certainly learning learn a lot actually Mm. the gfc was probably the toughest yeah toughest thing we went through but gee you, you learn a lot to know that you needed to know every aspect of the business um, mm. and um, yeah that, that was really a great lesson for all of us really um, so yeah we survived that and, and we started to thrive really yeah um, after that and had you know always had really great loyal staff long-term staff um, with Tim and and now also with Beverage Williams as well yeah I think that's the way that you you know, their company, their values, how they treat their employees, how they yeah. see them. They're not just a number. No. no. Thing. Well, the mantra and, you know, Grant um, Grant Hales is our managing director. Mm. And when I met him, you know, he was really some, I thought, wow, I could, I could work for him definitely. You know, he, yeah. he, um, his mantra is um, happy staff, happy clients, and the staff always come first. So um, knowing that if they're happy, then the clients will be well looked after. Yeah. And um, and he very yeah he he walks the talk definitely. Mm. So it's inspiring really. And the board of Beverage Williams is is a great you know group of people that really set a positive tone at the top definitely. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it it it's yeah great company to be part of. Mm. How many how many staff how big is the company? Um, at the moment, we've got about 370. Yeah. So wow. it's it's big, yeah, and we're mm. definitely on a, um, a growth, a path of growth, especially in New South Wales. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 60 years old, um, okay. you know, a leading um, Victorian land development company yeah. um, that people know about, um, and they um, started moving into New South Wales in 2016, purchased mm-hmm. a couple of um, companies then, and my company was the third one that they purchased in 2018. Yeah. Right. And then we've just purchased a company in Western Sydney. Um, so at the moment we've got about, I think it's close to 50 staff in New South Wales. Um, so, yeah, it's growing. And growing. Very exciting. Yeah. But the challenges are, you know, bringing together three, four smaller firms and becoming the one and, and um, you know, feeling very much part of, of the team and not isolated and not separate. So that's sort of my my role is to bring, mm-hmm. ensure the culture's good and, and yeah. make sure the staff are looked after, yeah. as well as growing a brand that is, is new to the state. That's also a challenge. Yeah, um, it, it would be a challenge in having buying a company who have done things their way had their own and and moving into a bigger company mm. and having the staff actually accepting it and working towards that one goal uh, if they've been in in that company it's, for a while it's tough. It'd be difficult so so you know culture of the the existing culture of the company is really really important mm. um and we've learned that along the way. So actually having a longer courting process or getting to know <laughs> um, the company and the people, it's all about the people and yeah. it's about it's about the, um, the culture really um, because the standardisation is, yeah, you need buy-in before you um, start 
you know, mm. with a big stick, which we're not. Beverage Williams is not like that at all. It's very collaborative and but, um, yeah, we try and standardise things, which is hard. Um, yeah, and um, but we've got such a great group of people um, in Victoria but also in New South Wales building great leadership team and, and having some really, really good staff. Mm. It's exciting. <laughs> Except for the um, COVID and the pandemic, oh. that's definitely been a little few more bumps along the way that's for yeah. sure how's that how's that affected you and your position and what you've got to do with the company um well I'm a people person so I really like <laughs> seeing people and going out tripping around and I haven't been able to do that yeah. same with clients you know just adjusting how to how to still maintain that relationship and relevance with your client when people are over zoom or teams or um but we were lucky we we had invested a fair bit of um, money into IT support in 2019, oh, the end of 2019. So most of us were had the capacity to work from home, sorry, the capability to work from home. So as soon as sort of, you know, March 2020 hit, within about uh, like over a weekend, we were all at home working. Um, and in fact, the productivity, of course, you know, you then panic and think, oh my God, we've got 300 plus staff, you know, we've got to make sure they're all safe and okay. And, mm. and then, of course, you know, making sure they can work and be productive. And so, you know, we've, we've, we've worked hard to do that and set up these different systems where people can connect and still meet, um, mm. but also be able to work. Um, and really what we've seen is that the productivity has, has really not been impacted on um, and people are working very well at home. I mean, some yeah. of our graduates and the ones that require the mentoring and overseeing that, that has been a challenge. And how do we do that? You know, how do we effectively mentor remotely mm. is hard. And the other thing is that we've not taught to be leaders remotely. You know, <laughs> how, do you lead, how do you lead a team when you can't be together? So that's yeah. very yeah, that would be difficult. Really interesting. But everyone's dealing with it. Um, and I think, um, oh, gosh, I, I have to say that consulting surveys have been fantastic mm. through this period, keeping people connected and informed and encouraged, leading by example, having the virtual coffees and the book clubs yeah. and the, you know, catch-ups and the fun. Um, I think that's been really great for, for all of us to see mm. and learn from from what Michelle yeah. has really been championing. She's been great. Mm. Yeah, it's. I think it's made a, a lot of difference to a lot of people, yeah. especially last, oh, was it last year or beginning of this year, whenever Melbourne was in that massive long lockdown. Oh. I think it really made a difference to the people down there. Yeah, and we, we sort of, I mean, I had no idea how, what our, you know, our Victorian colleagues were going through. Um, I mean, this last period for us has been hard, but, I mean, they've done mm. it really tough. Yeah. Um, but as a company, we've really tried to reach out and have a real HR sort of, you know, um, well-being focus and, um, you know, build on mm. our portal so that people can seek help if they need to or, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. communicate in different ways with videos and newsletters and things like that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, Makes makes all the employees 
feel part of a team and yeah they do that's right about and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah definitely what um so now that you're the manager of new south wales do you get to actually do much of your land stuff anymore or it is basically just no yeah i'm still on the tools a bit okay (laughs) i actually yeah no I, i do um yeah, so I, I, so our town planning team is relatively small at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, so we are growing that. Um, yeah, so I still get involved with project management um, and looking after some of our clients um, and just sort of doing the, you know, the planning aspects. Um, so, yeah, and I always try and it's probably maybe 20% of my time mm-hmm. I spend sort of chargeable. <laughs> so um but you've got to keep that charge that chargeable word uh so and then all the other stuff not the c Um, word no exactly (laughs) but it it keeps you um it keeps you relevant as well yeah so you need to um keep up with things and and support the team as well and we really do because we're only small in the planning area um we do definitely work as a team and help each other out through the humps and now having this um, office in Western Sydney they've got a lot of um, work there that we're um, taking some of that work you know to support mm-hmm. them so learning new areas new local government areas and yeah it's it's good yeah be challenging mm. keeps your brain going it does yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a mental challenge no exactly <laughs> um who who do you think's had the biggest impact on your career? I'd say well, there's a few. I'd say my first boss, Bernie mm-hmm. DeWitt. Yeah. Um, and Mike Taylor. They were yin and yang in a partnership. Um, but they balanced each other out. So I learned a lot from them. Mm. Um, I learned from John Trey. I uh, had 10 kids or has 10 <gasps> kids. Yeah, um, I learned oh <laughs> yeah about family and you know sort of that that was interesting. Um, yeah, and I think um, I think also yeah Michael and Rob, you know, learning to balance each other out, and you don't all as a partnership, you don't have to have be the same, or yes. you know, you can contribute um, differently, you know, in different ways. So I've learned a lot from them. Mm. Terry Watkinson, um, he was president of the Institution of Surveyors. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard for a while. I know. Yeah, he was yeah. just delightful. Um, I was part of the institution oh, probably in 1998, maybe. Anyhow, mm-hmm. before I had Nick. And yeah. when I had Nick, um, I used to continue going to the executive meetings and they'd go all day. So I'd drive down and Nick was a little baby and I'd bring the stroller to the institution and he'd sit yeah he'd sit there in the in the stroller and Terry was the president and um I mean that was that was pretty uh yeah unusual um yeah this little baby and uh so I learned I definitely learned from from Terry also Bob and Mary Harrison they were wonderful Mm. and Mm. Mary helped me with Nick so they they were great I don't want to leave anyone out but there's a lot of a lot of surveyors I've met along the way, especially yeah. the consulting surveyors board, 
mm -hmm. um, have always been really supportive. I've learned a lot from them. Um, you know, James Thorpe, yeah, lot, lot, yeah, lots and lots of people. I've always found that if you're willing to um, to be a part of it and, and give back a little bit, that you get so much more. Yeah, definitely. From everybody. And, I've, you know, I've been mentoring lately and, and speaking to different people and all this sort of stuff. And my, one of my things is, you know, if you want to learn, if you want to meet new people, mm. approach them. Mm. Tell them that this is what you're doing and that you, you know, you've been following them and you've seen what they've done and, and you want to learn and, you mm. know, have you got the time, half an hour to have a chat? The, anybody who's asking to learn about from our industry, most people are willing to give back and give oh, more. Definitely. Than, yeah. So it's one of the things I've been saying to, to the younger ones that I've been speaking to is that ask questions, yeah. get involved, speak to yeah. other surveyors, you know, what, what, what part of the industry are you interested in? Yeah. Go and research it, go and find the people and learn from them because they're willing. Yeah, no, it's that. great. And, you know, you get, you get a real buzz out of um, doing that and mm. being part of the profession um, I've always liked to give back, to be honest, but but to mm. actually have the support of your then bosses to yeah. be able to have that time. Um, I mean, I, I would have made it up, you know, after hours and what have yeah. you, but not all principals would allow that to happen. Um, but the benefits to you as a, a professional and then also as a boss, you know, to know and understand you know, the, the um, profession that you're in and the people mm. that you're working with um, is really, really valuable. Yeah, um, I agree. So it's great. It's, the, it's, it, it's the, one of the best parts of, of my job, I think. I, I really yeah. enjoy it. Do you know, when, when I left TAFE and started to work for Cardinal, I think it was one of the things that I missed because I was part of SMIC and, you know, speaking to... Norelle and Michelle and, mm. and all the guys on, on the committee and doing all these other bits and pieces for industry as a head teacher in TAFE that when I stepped away, I really missed it. Yeah. And that's partly why this podcast came about because yes. I always wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't know what on. And it's like, well, let me get industry out there to everybody who wants to listen. And yeah. it means that I can still make connections and speak to people about yeah, love. well, that's that's sort of what inspires you, you know. Mm. Really, just that interaction and learning yeah. and and being part of something mm. and feeling as though you you're contributing a bit more, and yeah. it's not just all about you and and the job, the, the day to day mm. job. You know, mm. it's uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. It it, uh, it does amaze me how some people and look everybody is each to their own and some people it is a job they're a surveyor they go to work they put in their you know however many marks a day or they pick up how many fences and houses or whatever it may be and they come home and they switch off and don't think about it next day go out and do it again um so you sort of got these real two different worlds in the sense of these people that are just work 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 really don't have anything to do with any associations that, you mm. know the institution, mm. SSI, anything, mm. and then you've got 
this group of people that are doing all of these sorts of things that it's like it's very chalk and cheese sometimes it is yeah Mm, i find that interesting Mm. um as a manager what over the years that you've been working in these different companies what would be the best work advice that you've ever heard that you've sort of carried with you or or that you've learned that you would pass on to someone um best advice wow uh i mean i do like the happy staff happy Mm. clients it's very simple and basic and i think that's that probably reflects how i manage yeah um i think and yeah and i think you know making sure I mean, sometimes I, I've been accused of being too motherly <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um, you know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my gosh. Um, I do worry a lot about, you know, my staff. Like I, yeah. I do because I, I, I see them. I mean, a lot of us have been together for, you know, decades. Yeah. They're yeah. like a family. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So I think my leadership style is, is very empathetic, I mm-hmm. think, and, and very um, in tune with people. Um, I don't know whether that's just an innate thing. It probably is. I'm not sure about the advice. Um, yeah. The other good mm-hmm. advice I've received recently is to delegate, <laughs> learn to delegate. Oh, yes, that's uh, a yeah, good so one to that, learn. <laughs> so that's that's a good bit of advice. But I don't know. I like surrounding myself with really capable people. So I'm not, you know, I think you're having a great team around you. Um, I don't feel intimidated by that at all. That's great leadership skills. I'd rather people be, you know, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room because then that would be disastrous. (laughs) Um, So I think that's a a good, um, you know, ideal to have is to make sure you um, attract the best people that mm. you can mm. um, and and I don't I try not to micromanage I just let people um, try to just guide you know yeah. and, and and encourage them to be the best they can be um, but also you know talk openly and honestly you know about areas mm. that we can work on or mm-hmm. so I, I try and have an open door policy um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that can be exhausting sometimes too. So you've got to be a bit mindful of not sort of being a bit too, you know, um, yeah. invested because <laughs> you can. <laughs> Which is hard when it's some, like, I think that's just the kind of person that you are mm. um, because I, I, I sort of see myself that way as well. Mm. And I think you're a a lot like me in the sense that you want to see other people succeed mm. and you'll do whatever you can to help them succeed and and yeah. be the best person they can be um and learning to say no and learning yeah. to delegate and all that yes. sort of stuff makes it hard mm. yeah that's right no no oh, the other good advice I received actually and I think I learned that from John Trey was that you know you wish people well you just don't you know people they come and go and you know, mm. you invest in in your staff, um, and it doesn't matter really. At the end of the day, you want them to be the best they can be, and if the profession benefits from it, then that's great. Like it's yep. more of a greater good focus rather than an insular 
you know, well, you're dead to me if you leave <laughs> and go and work for the people next door. I've never, never sort of been like that. So maybe that's John Trey. Um, yeah. Well, there, I think there are some people that are like that, though. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a bit sad. I know it is. But I guess we can't all be the same, can we? No, exactly. A bit boring. Mm, exactly. So what motivates you? Mm. used to be traveling overseas I loved it uh, I when I um motivates I, I am I'm competitive <laughs> um okay I am competitive um but I I don't know I I just um yeah I have ambition I suppose um and um but I don't know actually what motivates me Maybe just achieving, maybe yep. the fear of failure. I don't want to fail, so it just keeps me going. Is that good or bad? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's something that keeps pushing you forwards, doesn't it? And look, hey, look where it's got you so far. Yeah. So, you know, you've done all right. <laughs> I said to Rob, I can't remember what year it was, but it, I said, right, this year is the year of yes. We're saying yes to everything, everything, and even and not letting fear get in my way, you know, and that was the... The year, I think um, Andrew Campbell approached me about starting to be a mentor for uh-huh. town planning. Uh-huh, you know, yeah. And I would have thought, oh, gosh, no, I can't do that, you know. But no, year of yes. Then we, I can't remember what else we did, but there was quite a few business development and, you know, um, networking events and, and putting yourself out there and speaking publicly, which I hate, and, you know. <laughs> so the year of yes was exhausting. But I think the year of yes actually ended up, um, that's the year that I met Grant every yeah. time. So it was sort of uh-huh. like, you know, you've got to put yourself out there to make make your own luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you just sit back, it's never going to come to you, is it? Not really. No, you've just yeah, got to back yourself. Yeah. Sometimes it, it's hard because that fear of failure and, you know, those little, yeah, it gets in the way, um, mm. doubt and what have you. But um but, yeah, again, being surrounded by supportive people like my business partners, they just say, mm. yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> if you do it, we don't have to. <laughs> there's that fear of failure, but there's also that if you do fail, you're going to learn from it. Mm. So, yeah, um, if yeah, you, you don't, don't quite you, see it you, in the moment. No, <laughs> you don't. You but, but, but if you don't, but you would never, ever, if you didn't, go and try and do it in the first place you would you would never never know no and learn from it so you know it's not such bad it's not such a bad thing no no that's right Mm, yeah you've had a pretty good career yeah all right yeah pretty good (laughs) still got a few years to go (laughs) a few things to achieve after 26 years yeah what's on your What's on your bucket list then? Um, I really, I'm excited about the opportunities with Beverage Williams. Yeah. Like I'm really proud to be part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an employee-owned company, you know, 100 shareholders out of, what, 300 staff, wow, 360 okay. staff. Great model, you know, the yep. staff are invested. Um, and so there's still a fair bit to do in New South Wales to achieve. So that definitely motivates me. Um, mm. I'm looking forward to getting to Italy. 
for my belated 50th birthday. Oh, God. I'll probably be 55 before I get there. Oh, the way but that going. motivates me. Mm. Oh, I, no, I just want to have, you know, six weeks off or something. That would be really, really nice. And my kids are doing well. You know, Nick's yeah. almost finished uni and Ruby's starting a HSC, so they definitely motivate me and keep me on my toes. <laughs> So um, is she doing her HSC this year or she's just going into year? Just going into 12. year 12. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so hopefully they might get a, a fairly normal-ish year. Mm. Year 12, it's sad for all the kids, you know, missing yeah. out on things. Um, yeah, I know. My my youngest is also starting year 12 after the holidays as the well. So, yeah. Oh, it's sad. So mm. anyhow. But, you know, again, they're resilient and you know, yeah. happy with the friends bubble at the moment. So, oh, yes, I'm very excited about that too. Because <laughs> she's, you know, re- that we can have a bubble. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh gosh, a bubble. Oh, no. <laughs> I sort of enjoyed, because Ruby's very social. So, I sort okay. of enjoyed a little bit of lockdown. <laughs> it takes the pressure off. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so, how do you relax then? Um, oh, I've been walking, but God, I tell you what, I'm exa- I'm over it <laughs> during COVID. But I do like to get out outside. Um, mm. I enjoy reading. I really enjoy travelling, and so I've I've missed yeah. doing that. Yeah. As a kid, we were lucky. Mum and Dad, um, you know, were teachers, and so we most school holidays would go away somewhere, and then as we got a bit older, we'd go overseas, you know, every couple of years and I just loved it. Mm. And the kids and I have travelled a fair bit together as well. So I, I love doing that. Um, but I don't really have a hobby. Oh, I'm, I'm part of um, Central Coast Basketball <laughs> um, Board, so I sort of contribute my time there because my kids are both, you know, basketballers yep. and yep. coaches. and But that's so not that's a hobby, big, though. It's not a hobby. That's that's a full-time job. That's, yeah, that's I was going to say. That, that wouldn't be, you it's know. Not. Oh, and I tell you, it's tough, not-for-profit during this time when there's no mm. money coming in. And so, you know, it's, it's yeah, not easy. But, again, I suppose it's just giving back. To see, like, the kids have just gotten so much out of it, being mm-hmm. a part of that community that yep. I... I've sort of been, I've been, I'm actually vice chair of that um, board and been there since, I don't know, 2016 maybe. So Yeah, okay, quite, for quite a while. For quite a while, yeah. yeah. So we, um, yeah, so that's, that's. Um, I enjoy that because I like the community and the interaction, but it is, it is a, a lot of work. Mm. Yeah, maybe I should find a hobby. I just don't seem to have time. <laughs> been watching heaps well, of netflix yeah. and reality shows i won't tell you which ones because people will judge me but that's escapism <laughs> you don't have to think about some of those shows do you no, that's right <laughs> exactly mind you though it can be a bit frustrating <laughs> oh i know so besides italy is there anywhere else that you would want to go or uh anywhere in europe okay. <laughs> wherever I mean, I do, yeah, I, I love I love Luca in Italy and uh, mm. that, that area and um, so I'd like to go there um, for, yeah, a bit of time out and, yeah, anywhere. I mean, I like, love Paris because it's Paris. Um, 
but when Ruby and I, we, I mean, we go a lot to Bali just for chilling out and relaxing yeah. and, yeah. oh, I just feel sorry for them. I mean, they've been hammered in, you know, just this lockdown. So I don't know how, when we can do that. But that's nice, easy travel, isn't it? Close to home. And, yeah, close to home, um, that's right. Yeah, so I'm not fussy. I think Michelle was even saying, Fiji, we'll be able to go to Fiji. Yeah. Like she's just pulling pulling these islands that are pretty close going, well, well, that'll be safe. We can go there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, I've been to Vanuatu and Fiji um, and, I mean, New Zealand's nice too. Yeah. I haven't been to Tassie. I'd love to go to Tasmania. So that go. might be that might be one before I get to do my belated 50th. <laughs> Yeah, no, you've got to go. It's so beautiful down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, yeah. I like food and I like wine. <laughs> um, so there you go. No These brainer. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's. All right. Questions. Would you rather have a get-out-of-jail card or a key that opens any door? Um, I'm conservative, so get-out-of-jail card. I'm not a risk-taker because <laughs> I don't know what's not behind a risk the taker. door. Okay, so that must really push you when you did all of those things yeah. throughout your career. To... Yeah, it mm. did. That's, mm. that's the year of yes, you know. I've had a few years. <laughs> I think of you've had a few more than in one year yeah. of that then. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I am conservative and a warrior, mm-hmm. but then I'm competitive and try and push, yeah, push myself. So it's a bit of a yeah. a funny mix. Yeah, it is. Mm. Definitely. How do you see the next sort of five to ten years in the industry? We've had so much change. We have, and yeah, larger How firms are lot of absorbing a lot of smaller firms I worry Mm -hmm. a bit about that you know the Mm. loss of of the history and and the legacy um which is a a concern um Mm. and I'd hate to see that happen really I mean on the coast there's a few smaller you know long-standing really great businesses yeah and I, I hope they continue um, yeah, I think obviously the technology is changing things so yeah. much and, um, you know, as an employer, we've got to be able to provide opportunities for these younger, innovative surveyors. Mm-hmm. That, um, so keeping up with them <laughs> um, and making sure we're challenging them and getting the right projects is is a big challenge, I think. Yeah, it so being adaptable and, and, and open and a risk taker <laughs> um, in, and, you know, looking at different um, services that, that you can offer um, mm. is, uh, is the challenge, I think. You've always got to be looking out for what's, what's, the, next, what's yeah. the next new thing. Yeah, definitely. And Innovation, it in. sustainability. You know the mm. environment, um, mm. circular economy, all these things that I think we have to incorporate into, you know, greener subdivision design yeah. and um, innovative, you know, soft engineering solutions. All those sort of things that mm. we've got to really be ahead of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
it's uh, it's a real challenge yeah yeah it would be do you notice between the different councils and now that you are working with you know some western sydney sort of councils and and all that sort of stuff compared to say you know your council um gosford council or whatever central coast council central coast sorry yeah (laughs) Um, they're amalgamated and they're now in 500 million dollar deficit or not quite yes it's been (laughs) horrendous it's been horrendous yeah yeah anyway differences in in um you know all their environmental impacts and and all that sort of stuff when you're doing your designs and and what's involved is there a lot of difference that you notice between between the councils yeah yeah some are more innovative and open Mm -hmm. than than others um it's very hard at the moment as well. Uh, there's, it seems to be a lot of staff changes and turnovers and, oh. you know, um, and, um, yeah, it's in a state of flux, definitely on the Central Coast, but we're noticing also, you know, that they're in other areas in Sydney recruiting and trying. There's just turnover of people. So getting mm. that sort of consistency um, in their approach, um, yeah, right. it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. We um had some you know like the pro- proposing innovative solutions sort of with the backing of maybe uh, a university or you know a phd student suggesting these solutions sort of helps more with council accepting that than rather than the developer or the you know the consultant oh, okay. coming and saying yeah hey we think this is a better you know way of dealing with stormwater or whatever mm. it is um mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah I, I think they have to be more open to innovation but often it's they're just stuck Which, yeah they're stuck in a in, in their, their little their bureaucracy it? and they're they're sort of yeah they're not not adaptable their system doesn't seem to allow that yeah. um yeah so that, that is hard mm. do you have many graduates coming through um, we're well in in Melbourne, definitely not as many in New South Wales. Um, it's very hard to recruit at the moment. Um, we've got we've got more graduate sort of um, surveyors than we do engineers or, or town planners. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know we're doing a lot of sort of trying to do some training within and you know elevating through um, so training our own. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, we are, like, the recruiting, everyone's finding it very hard at the moment. I've um, noticed a lot of ads on LinkedIn for a lot. people looking, like, heaps. Heaps. Recruitment yeah. companies contacting everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough old time. Um, I suppose all we need, what we try and do is just focus on what we're doing and, yeah. and try and do that well and look after our staff mm. and but if you start focusing on others and seeing what others are doing, it it's just distracting. Yeah. Um, so we hope that we can offer enough for the staff and the exciting projects to, for them to stay with us. Mm. I kind of worry a little bit about uh, Queensland, mm. how they've, you know, getting the uh, uh, Olympics. Is it the Olympics? Yeah. Yeah. In Brisbane. Yep. I wonder how many surveyors that's going to take away from mm. New South Wales and, well, Victoria, mm. people on the ground up there to yeah. put all of this stuff. That Yeah, yeah, that's right. Plus people moving north. <laughs> oh, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I know. The climate. I know. 
but yeah I think that's um you know in the next few years I think that's going to be a bit of a concern for mm. the industry I mean as I said we're already in a in a skills shortage which we doesn't are. seem it doesn't seem to be changing no no it doesn't mm. no and we're all so busy like it's just yes. incredibly busy at the moment um and trying to balance you know the mm. client expectation recruiting yeah dealing with working from home and the and then the lockdowns and the travel permits and everything is still sort of going, but it, it takes twice as long to do yeah. anything. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, you just, gosh, just look forward to getting back to slight normal if that's ever going to happen. Oh, yeah, if that is ever going to happen. Yeah, fingers crossed that we do. But I just, it's just amazing how busy everybody is. Mm. Yeah. No matter yeah. who you talk to. Um, no, it's very, yeah. I worry a bit about burnout, like there's a lot of yeah. people um, working long hours. Also working from home, there's that not that stop. and You've got to be very diligent to actually turn the computer off and take the work hat off and then go into the lounge room, you know, yeah. otherwise you're constantly thinking of work and, you, mm. you know, and mm. so, you know, burnout is, is not, yeah. is, is, is definitely front of mind. We've given our staff wellness day, encouraging them to all have just a day off, you know, just to actually do that. Don't, during the week, turn the computer off, you know, turn your phone off and go for a walk. Oh. Um, so have people, to try that one. <laughs> yeah, people are taking advantage of that. We were thinking maybe they'd do that when lockdown ends, but I think it's actually more important to use no. that now. Yeah. Um, just to have that circuit breaker of just, that's it, the mundane you know groundhog day <laughs> yeah yeah uh, as I said I, I know I know that and I, I'm kind of thankful that I'm doing the September with Michelle yeah. and and the other girls at the moment because I don't do that much exercise um and if it wasn't for that yeah well it forces you to I go outside be, yeah, it doesn't does. it yeah, yeah. yeah we've been lucky too with the weather so that's been nice mm. um on the whole well, my husband said to me, what are you going to do if it's raining? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining. I went, yep. That's well, good. You committed. Well done. Yep. Yep. Have to be. People have paid me money to do it. So I can't yeah, let good. them down. Yeah. Anyway. Do you regret your decision to become a surveyor? No, not at all. No, I've enjoyed it. I'm enjoying it. Um, I've enjoyed the challenge. Like at uni, was hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was good. Um, I've enjoyed aspects of you know working outside and inside and mm. um, yeah, no, no. And then I've also mainly enjoyed owning businesses um, or owning a business and then being part of you know leading a team. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's been great. Um, it's been professionally and personally challenging. Um, but, no, I, I don't regret it at all. Well, do you ever um, think what your life would have been like if you stayed with teaching? Yeah, I, I think it would have been fine. Um, huh. Yeah, I think so. Like I do enjoy that aspect yeah. of the teaching yeah. and mentoring. and Yeah, yeah. Um, so don't mind that. Mm. I mean, I was just looking for a bit more of a challenge, I think, at the time. Yeah. and. Um, and 
you know, it was a bit of a, well, I was going to say it was a bit of a risk, even though I'm not a risk taker, but it was definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe I do have risky moments. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, no. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I would have been happy as a teacher, yep. um, but I would certainly wouldn't have had the challenge. I would have had different challenges. Different, yeah. Probably would have got sick of the kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, the surveying profession and, you know, I, there's no regrets at all. Yeah, yeah. I had a question and I can't think of what it was. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. We'll move on. Um, okay. That's pretty much it. Unless later on I think of the question that I was going to ask you. Okay. Just a few more everyday kind of questions. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do a few quick shots and then we're pretty much done. So. Mm -hmm. Are you an organised or a messy person? Very organised, much to my kids' disgust. Are they both messy? Uh, I wouldn't say messy, but they're just not as organised as me. Okay. <laughs> Slash OCD, possibly. <laughs> no, I like I'm to the, be organised. I'm, I'm a list writer. I like lists. Opposites. <laughs> oh, really? No, love a list, tick it off. I feel like I've achieved things if I'm organised. So COVID has actually been quite good. My cupboards are very organised. Um, enjoy doing that. Yeah, come to my house. <laughs> what would you tell your younger self? Oh, gosh. Um, don't be so hard on yourself. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah, and um, maybe just try and enjoy things a bit more okay smell the roses a bit longer yeah just their quick sniff and on to the <laughs> next thing <laughs> that's what rob and i used to say i'd say well, we can have a quick sniff and not on, on to the next thing on to the next thing i don't think people do that enough sometimes i they don't and i yeah. don't Mm. I try. I tell myself not to worry so much because the worry is not going to change the outcome. Um, so true. Yeah, I, I worried a lot as a kid and as a young adult, and then yeah. young mum. You know, I was yeah. really very worried about things um, that I couldn't control. So, mm. yeah, mm. that make that that makes it hard when you're that kind of person. Mm. Puts a lot of pressure on yourself, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Yeah. And then you go and buy businesses. I know. <laughs> no, I know. I definitely needed a challenge. And, yeah. Uh, I needed a, yeah. a fo a, to focus on something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. What are three words that would describe you? Um, calm. Mm -hmm. um, loyal. And committed. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I think I see you as those. <laughs> what makes you smile? Uh, my kids. Mm -hmm. um, I like to have fun, a joke, you know, not take things too seriously. So I do try and laugh um, every day. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think... Um, Travelling makes me smile. 
Yeah. But it's mainly mainly my kids. Yep. Now, obviously, I think it kind of changes you when you have kids, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. What would you do if you didn't have to go to work tomorrow? Ever? Like tomorrow Ever. and... <laughs> Ever. Oh, you travel, travel. I travel. <laughs> but you can't I travel. <laughs> can't travel. No, no, what if we, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit tough. I don't know. I like, like, I like, I'm house proud. So I like, you know, mm. I like the garden. Um, I enjoy, you know, being outside. Um, I enjoy catching up with friends and mm. um, really enjoy that. And I do enjoy walk, walking, listening to more podcasts, which is great, and listening to other people's story and you know challenges I enjoy that so mm. I could easily fill my day in <laughs> I like to have a coffee and uh yeah how easy wouldn't that be beautiful oh it'd be nice <laughs> I think my whole weekends I don't even know what I do with my weekends I know and the day's over and it's like oh it's what did o'clock. I do what did I do today I don't know I just Wandered around the house. I know. And... <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Blissful. But I, you yeah. know what? I get pretty sick of it. I, I, I need to have um, a purpose, I think. Mm. So even if I wasn't working, I would be doing something. So yeah. I'd probably be volunteering my time. Um, yeah, <laughs> which you already I, are. So. Which I already <laughs> am. But, I, yeah, I think I'd, yeah. I'd probably be doing more of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I do like to have something to do, mm. um, and I do find it hard to switch off. So okay. I, I need to get better at that. That's why I like traveling and going away because I can switch off then. Um, yeah. So otherwise, the uh, old brain is uh, <laughs> never stops thinking. So that that would be difficult during these times then being stuck at home and not being able to switch off and you know yeah. you're talking about people are working longer and yeah. you know sit at their computer I sit here at six o'clock at night and I know. and you know Ben comes in and it's like oh yeah oh yes oh well, well let's go and get dinner ready now I, know. I didn't even realize what the time was so <laughs> exactly I'm the same yeah mm. so it's actually good I'm so thankful to have the kids at home because they they do do that yeah. Um, but if I was just on my own, I'd just be, I wouldn't stop, I don't think. Mm. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe fly. <laughs> Most common answer. <laughs> I don't know. What's a superpower? Um, I wouldn't want to know what people were thinking. That would be. Oh, yeah, I think that would, yeah, not be nice. That would not not sit. No, I think flying would be fantastic. Freedom. Freedom, absolute mm. freedom. At yeah. a party, where would someone find you? Uh, definitely not on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Uh, not in the corner either, but maybe not, you know, I'd be yeah. talking. I'd be talking mm. somewhere, maybe at the bar. <laughs> bad place to be yeah <laughs> if you were famous what would you be famous for oh gosh um i don't know making you think here 
Yeah, you are making me think. I don't know, discovering something. Um, mm. Although I'm not that inquisitive, so probably <laughs> not that. Um, mm, I don't know. I can't answer that one. Okay. You said you like reading. Do you like? Do you get to read much? What do you like reading? Um, I don't get to read a lot. No, I just sometimes I like escapism, <laughs> like mm. a holiday reading. Mm-hmm. Um, others I like sort of um, real stories pe- about yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, I'm reading a book at the moment about nine women during the war and you know how they escaped the Nazis. You know that that's oh, interesting. Like quite yeah. really interesting. Yeah, and they're actually yeah, yeah their um, granddaughters are the ones writing the story. It's, oh, yeah. So it's quite insightful. So I like that. I do read some business um, books, and Michelle, you know, uh, ACS has definitely oh, uh, yes. fueled the fire there. So I do like to read um, things on leadership and mm. and how to get the you know run a business and yeah um so sort of self-help books maybe yeah um yeah no there's been some some good book suggestions in in the book club yeah yeah I've read a couple I don't I've often get a lot of time because by the time I you know I just want to go to bed <laughs> go to sleep yeah. <laughs> uh, it's when I have time out but I have been doing that on the weekend so it's lovely um mm. because I'm not running around to a basketball stadium or you know, yeah. doing things with the kids. So that that has been a positive of, mm. of lockdown, definitely. If you could go back in time, where would you go? Oh, I don't know that I'd want to, to be honest. Um, I think any time would be, have their challenges. Yeah. You mean my life or just any time? Yeah. Any time. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Mm. Fair enough. What's your best feature? Oh, I'm kind. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah, I think so. I like kindness. You know, I get a bit upset when I see that people aren't being kind. So I do I do try and be kind, even though my kids <laughs> might think not sometimes (laughs) bless your kids isn't it maybe I'm kinder to people than my own children (laughs) that's awful isn't it I I think all all kids would say that (laughs) that's it for the hard-hitting question oh good challenging challenging I've got to make you think (laughs) and we're just going to do some quick shots so yes no hot cold you can okay Okay. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Cat or dog? Dog. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Mm, summer or winter? Summer. Roller coasters, do you love or hate them? Hate them. Ooh. No control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's where that question comes in. It's like, exactly. do this person, do they need control or they yeah. love oh, to yeah. just say? <laughs> Three items you'd take to a desert island? My kids, a book, uh-huh. um, and a bottle of wine. Nice. <laughs> Blissful. <Okay>. How nice. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a perfect day for me. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, Favourite song or artist? 
Oh, gosh. I'm not much of a music person. I mean, That's at the moment, right. yeah, my, my, my daughter's listening to ABBA and it brings back memories. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't. Did you used to do dances like the? Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. Got photos of when I was six, yes. seven, dancing to ABBA with my girlfriends. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I used to go to my cousin's place and oh, do that. She'd have all the dances and. <laughs> it was so much fun. That brings mm. back great memories. Yeah. Mm. Our favorite movie. Oh, um, that's hard. I'm I'd be sure. I'd be hopeless at that question because I can yeah. never remember anything that I've No, I can't <laughs> either. I mean, I loved Greece when I was younger because I thought, oh, how yes. cool was that? Yep. So that would be iconic, um, yes. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll accept that answer. <laughs> yeah. The first real movie that I probably saw and really loved. So that's, um, yeah, that sticks in my mind. Yeah. Introvert or extrovert? Um bit of both both yeah is I can, sorry I can no, be no. An, an extrovert yeah um but I think naturally and I mean I'm an introvert situational yeah mm, me too mm. is your glass half full or half empty it's definitely half full nice one thing you'd never do again um, um Nothing. Mm. Nothing. I don't, yeah, I don't have any regrets. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm. If you had a warning label, what would it be? What are we something? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something about proceed with caution. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. No, that's, that's all right. That's a good far one. out. These are Proceed with caution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, who knows you best? Uh, probably my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Favourite subject in school? PE. <laughs> yeah, that's love- the question I was going to ask you. What were you going to what kind of teacher were you going to be if you was, stayed with teaching? Yeah, well, it was um, uh, home economics. Okay. Well, it was actually the design and technology um, and the um, textile side of it. So I yep. used to, um, it was more the fashion, you know, uh-huh. side. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. so much. And so it was the food aspect that I, I just sort of didn't enjoy yes. part of that. But if I had have stayed at it, it would have been a design and technology teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, I'm pleased I didn't do it, to be honest. <laughs> so um, favourite childhood memory? Dancing to ABBA. That was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, going camping with mum and dad. Nice. Um, we'd go to the beach and dad would surf and... Mum, mum, I'm sure hated it because we had sand everywhere in the camper van. But we, as kids, we just loved it. Yeah. Um. So that that was good. And then also going overseas mm. for the first time, we went to England. We were like the Griswolds, you know, the European <laughs> vacation. Had no idea. Saved for years to go as a family, and and you know, mm. all took big 
heavy suitcases and uh-huh. and actually my my sister bought a boom box on the way over in the Yay. Singapore airport and we carried it everywhere <laughs> for the next six weeks it was just we were so um green but it, oh, the memories were just fantastic so yeah. that instilled the love of travel yeah um, nice with, with my family yeah <laughs> favorite food uh, I think I like Thai. Mm. Oh, yum. Mm. Me too. I like lots of food. Favourite drink? Alcoholic. Anything. Yeah, wine. Wine. White? Yeah, or red. white. Yeah, mm-hmm. white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, white. I need to stop. <laughs> you need to just stop. Don't we all? <laughs> I know. COVID is not good. No, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> That's why this walking is good for me at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. The extra calories, it's terrible. Yes, yes. Pet peeve. Unkindness, yeah. yeah. People being mean. There's no for need the for it, is there? No. no Win the lottery or the perfect job? Uh, lottery. <laughs> yeah. 100 <laughs> percent maybe maybe ask me when i'm out of out of lockdown i'd be feeling slightly more optimistic no no lottery all the way <laughs> oh lot, because you can still work you can still win it and, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah and just work a couple of days a week that would that's be right nice. perfect yeah. yeah biggest fear failure mm-hmm. favorite sport well i used to play netball um, but if I said that, my kids would die. So I'd have to say basketball because they're, you know. Because that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. But I do enjoy it. I, I enjoy watching it. I've never played it. Um, but, yeah, definitely enjoy it. Mm. It's a nice fast game, isn't it? It is. Like, and you can all, it's all indoors. My boys played. Yeah, it's great, you know, and the kids enjoy it. Now mm. both my kids are, are coaches and they're giving back, which is really, yeah, really good. Awesome. Morning or night person? Uh, morning. Mm-hmm. Proudest moment? Um, mm, well, probably having children. Mm-hmm. Um, but proudest moment? I don't know. I mean, there's been a few. So many to choose from. Um, yeah, winning, winning an award for the company, was real, I was really proud. Yeah. Um, I was uh, proud of, you know, finishing uni, which was good. I was proud mm-hmm. when I bought into TIN. Mm. Um, uh, proud when my son finished his HSC because he was, you know, discouraged and thought he'd never do that. Now he's at uni and, you know, getting a degree. Yeah. So I'm really proud of him. Um, and, you know, I'm proud of my daughter, Um and all, I mean, all the kids have been resilient, but just dealing with this when it mm. should be fun, friend time, um, she just gets on with it. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm really proud of my kids yeah. and proud of what I've achieved as a single mum, even though I yeah. don't like to toot that horn too often, but it's not easy. Um, but it, I'm very, very uh, proud of what, mm. what I've achieved. Yeah. So you should be. Mm. Thank you. Dream car. Sorry? Dream car. Oh. 
anything European. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've got a nice little car that I'm, I like. It's a little sporty one. Oh, uh, nice. It's Yeah, I do like cars. I have my father's a car enthusiast and so uh-huh. is my, my son. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably like to upgrade what I've got at the moment. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Favourite colour? Blue. Mm-hmm. Are you Apple or Android? I'm an Apple. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, well, my last, oh, actually, it's not my last question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how cool are you? I'm <laughs> really uncool. <laughs> Oh, very uncool. I wish I was cooler, but I'm not. Maybe a two. A two. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care anymore. I probably used no, to. I, I know. Worried about. I would have worried about that in my teens and twenties and thirties, but the forties and fifties, I don't particularly. It's amazing how how it changes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like a waste of time. Yep. Care factor. Fun. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Exactly. Exactly. And my last one was star sign, but you told me right at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I'm a Piscean. Yes. So, yeah, intuitive apparently. And, uh, yeah, likes the water. That's about all I know. Mm-hmm. I'm not into um, star signs or I don't read my stars. And It's funny because sometimes I can really guess who, what some people are and then, other times, uh, it's such a, you, there really are traits in it sometimes. Yes. Think. I'm not yes. like fully, fully into it, but yes. I'm an Aquarian and I so fit the Aquarian model. Um, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that being intuitive, I, like I, I am, I, I mm. can definitely sense um, the mood and sense yes. things are not quite right if I walk into a room or there's something not yeah. So I, I've always been like that, mm. um, just attuned to other people. Um, so apparently that's a trait. Yep. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for oh, good. Uh, that was joining fun. me. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I was nervous. <laughs> Do I need no. to prepare for it? I no. should have got a list of the questions. No, that that that's boring then. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can people find you? LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn. I'm on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Yep, all my details are there. You can probably find me through Beverage Williams website. website. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a blurb there. Um, yeah, but no, that, that'd be great. Awesome. Thanks again. No worries. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Kelly. Make sure you like, subscribe, and leave a review on my channel. Catch you in a fortnight when I speak to Bruce Baker, Chief Technical Officer, Land Surveys Australia. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox.